let's exchange me Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex, Jamie Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex Yo, hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex. I am Jamie, and today Elle's back. Elle is back, and she's going to talk to us about female body hair, uh, a conversation that I've been trying to get someone to come talk to me about for a long time, <laughs> so I'm glad I'm finally doing it. And I'm also talking to Miss Marilyn about kink shaming, which is obviously a very important conversation to have, which you know, because you're listening to a sex-positive podcast, and you're probably pretty great, and you don't kink shame. Or do you? Hmm. Hmm. Listen to the episode to find out if you're accidentally kink shaming, because uh, <laughs> I think some of us might be. But yeah, there you go. Hope you enjoy it. Let us know if you did on Instagram, on Twitter, slide into my DMs on Neopets, uh, add me on RuneScape. Um, cheers. Love you. Bye. Hey, El. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? You all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's been a nice day, a nice chilled day. How nice. are you doing? Good. Yeah, good. I uh, I asked you to jump on with me in like five minutes, and you did. Thanks for that. Very much appreciated. Um, yeah, I just got the urge. Just got the urge to chat to you, Elle. That's what it was. Um, so I have my. I've got my little list of topics that I want to talk about, and we wrote this down a while ago. We were like, yeah, we must do a podcast about this. Um, so we're going to chat about body hair, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, more emphasis on female body hair. Um, which is something that you kind of uh, shout about a lot, right? You show off a lot on your with your content. Yeah. Um, so I've been growing it out for about not even a year. Mm. Like it's not even been a year, but yeah. The more um, the more I lean into it, the the better feedback I get. So I'm. Right. It's only been a fairly recent. Um, sort of transition in my head of like I'm now a, a natural hairy model you know like that's my mm, niche in right. in the sex work world um yeah. so really leaning into that you know like having my body hair in in most um pictures that I post and that kind right. of thing and the the response to that has been huge so it's yeah. exciting yeah we should probably be more specific so what what body hair are we talking about here um, so I think I mainly focus on my pits and my bush, um, but yeah. I grow out all my hair. Um, right. And so I guess it just depends on what photo it is, what posing it is, if you yeah. see my leg hair. Um, but yeah, you're pretty much, if you go on my Instagram feed, like every picture is me with my arms in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was there anything that kind of triggered this choice for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, reading "Women Don't Know You Pretty" by Florence Given. Nice. That book um, comes up so many times on this podcast. Massively I bet recommended. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recommend it to everyone. It taught yeah. me a lot. Um, but yeah, since then, I just thought I'd try it because I've I've always hated shaving. I've always begrudged it, and yeah. like it's made getting ready so stressful and you know like you've got to factor in so you're going on a night out or you're going for a date or whatever you've got to factor in like a two-hour bath <laughs> slash shower to like get yourself completely Hairless, shaved completely, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah and um so I thought I'd give it a go and 
it just stuck straight away. Like, I feel so much more comfortable in my body. So it was obviously meant to be. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. So how you say that, like, you've kind of, you think you found your niche in the, in the model sex worker world. How was the kind of the, the first reaction to that when you first started posting, you know, stuff about it? Um, do you know what? I was expecting a lot more, um, I don't know, like retaliation or whatever you want to call it for yeah. growing out my, my body hair. Um, and I didn't, the, the response was, you know, good overall like I I didn't get any you know regular um fans or customers saying like why have you done that I don't like it um I get the occasional like comment you know like use a fucking razor or something like that <laughs> right, um, yeah. but that's usually from like randos who have just like found a random picture of me and yeah and don't like it you know from my mm. actual existing fan base it was really it wasn't like overwhelmingly positive like they didn't necessarily go out of their way to say oh, i really like that you've done that they were just like cool like you mm, know right yeah yeah. Nice. yeah which i guess is the perfect reaction right yeah i mean it's not mm -hmm. it shouldn't really, really be a big deal it should just be like oh cool you know like you've dyed your hair a different color like oh yeah nice exactly yeah because it would have been almost a bit like yeah if it had been too much the other way of like Oh, I don't know, like, oh, you're so brave for doing that or something along those lines. You know, I'd been like, okay, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, how about, like, what, what has the reaction been like in your 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 dating life? You know, your more personal um, life. So um, I was... So when I started growing my hair out, I was, this is my year of like celibacy that we spoke about before. Yeah, um, that yeah. was amid, amid, amidst that. Okay. Um, so I think that helped, mm. like not having to worry about what a partner's going to think of this. Um, and, you know, that helped me get used to it by myself. Like, yeah, it just gave me a lot of space to figure out how I feel about it and realise I fucking love it. So this yeah. is that's such now, a you That's know? such a nice positive thing right like i mean I, i'm it was a long time ago we spoke about your uh, yeah your year of celibacy but like yeah it's such a nice gap and like pause in your life to think about other things and you know find yourself and you've found that you like your hairy self you know that's like one of many things i'm sure you discovered you know in that break that you gave yourself yeah definitely and like since then i've i've started like dating again and, and sleeping with people again and yeah. um i've it's actually made such a huge difference in like intimacy i feel much more connected to mm. um the people that i'm like sharing that space with because i feel more connected to myself you know like i feel yeah. more comfortable in my own skin and, and that mm. obviously translates to intimacy with other people yeah, for sure yeah does that does that do you think that's just come from the hair stuff or is there other things feeding into that I think there's other things as well, like just yeah. a lot of other areas of personal development. But yeah, definitely like the 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 fact of feeling comfortable in my body, you know, as just this physical vessel that I have, that mm. has really contributed towards feeling more comfortable in the presence of another person. Mm. That's amazing. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So how do you kind of like, I feel like this might be an obvious question, but how do you kind of feel like, this sort of thing is portrayed, you know, in more kind of popular media? Because there's definitely a stigma around this, right? There's definitely a stigma around, like, air quote, you know, hairy women. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's so interesting because, like, yeah, mainstream media-wise, it's not it's not portrayed at all. Like, you're you're far more likely to. It's not necessarily like hated on in mainstream media. It's more just like it's not even an option. It's like you turn mm-hmm. on the TV and every app, like, it's all shaving ads, you know, and yeah, it's just like female body hair is not. I kind of, I guess it kind of is ostracized a bit because there are so many products for like hair removal and things like that. Um, But there's not really much representation. um, And which I find very interesting because the the first women's razor was developed in like, I want to say 1950 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Women were not shaving up until about 60, 70 years ago. Mm. And so it's bizarre to me that there isn't more representation and that being shaved is so much more normalized than um than being hairy yeah um but then yeah when you move more into like you do get people who are really anti um female body hair you know like it Mm. it disgusts them and and they will say so um and i guess that's just part of being online isn't it being open to to that kind of feedback from people yeah obviously yeah yeah totally yeah, it's it's interesting because I kind of it leaves me questioning things myself because I so I'm not a fan of it personally um, on mm-hmm. partners um, and I've had uh, hookups in the past where um, you know body hair isn't something you really talk about really you know on a, on if you're dating or seeing someone like whatever and you know the first time you're going to discover what someone's body hair situation is when you see them naked right um, mm-hmm. and yeah I've been in situations where um, the the girl that I was you know seeing we were having sex for the first time you know the clothes came off and she had you know quite a lot of body hair going on um similar le- yeah. level to you actually and I was really thrown by it like really thrown by it and I because mm-hmm. yeah I was suddenly like oh wait I'm not into this like because I've obviously right. been trained to think like this isn't you know this isn't attractive which is which is really mm-hmm. bad um but then in the moment I'm like well it doesn't actually matter but I'm not like, yeah. I don't like this, but I'm trying, you know, I'm aware that's wrong. It's just like, it was a really odd yeah. kind of, um, yeah. Yeah. And I suppose if you weren't prepared to have that, you know, in that moment, like, yeah. yes, it's yeah. being com- confronted with your own internalized like beliefs about, about female body hair. That's a lot to sort mm. of process when you're mm. gearing yourself up to, to like have sex with someone um and it's funny you say that because I literally put in my tinder bio like I don't shave don't don't match me if that bugs you (laughs) like it's like I get that it's not for everyone and I personally don't want to be in a position where I take my clothes off and someone's like oh like that would destroy me as like as confident as as I am like that would damage me (laughs) so I just put it out there like I yeah I get that it's not for everyone and and I mean like I think as long as people are ensuring that this preference doesn't come from a place of believing that you know females don't deserve to have body hair in the way that men do you know um and if it, you know, you've you've deconditioned yourself in that way, because I do think we're all going to carry these beliefs just because of the society we, we live in. But yeah, I think once you've like worked through that and you still realise it's just not for me, then that's fine. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. That, and that was the thing as well is it kind of made me ask 
these questions of myself because I didn't like the situation I was in. I didn't let on at the, in the moment, you know, that that mm. I wasn't a massive fan of it because I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to upset anyone. Um, but yeah. afterwards, I was I was kind of angry because I was like, like angry at myself and angry at the person for not for not telling me, and then angry at like the programming that I'd been, you know, clearly because like I I don't have a problem with body hair on anyone. Anyone can have any level of body hair they want. I, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Um, but I am. Well, I have been programmed to not be attracted to it on women. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a weird, like, you know, was, there's a lot of, yeah. like, kind of conflict going on in my head about it. Um, and, yeah, I just sort of was beating myself up about, yeah, not finding it attractive. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, and mm-hmm. like you say, I think we all need to kind of question the things that we're into and that we're attracted to and, and why those reasons are. Um yeah, and then it kind of bleeds yeah. into you know. Yeah, yes, I'm not attracted to it, but it doesn't. That doesn't give me the right to say that it's ugly. You know, it's it's not ugly. It's just not my yeah. thing. And, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing. It kind of come. You brought up. Yeah, you know, we have to kind of question ourselves and make sure that this this programming is. You know, we we know where it's from, and you know, we kind of are aware of that, and we're not kind of prejudiced for no good reason. You know, just because Gillette tells us to be. <laughs> right exactly and and you know I think as well like understanding that for a woman to have grown out her body hair is is one of the uh, like it's just a huge sort of step to take in reclaiming Mm. your your own body you know because like you said we've all been programmed um, women included to find female body hair um unattractive and undesirable and things like this like I I think the first time I shaved I was like 10 like it it was just so normal in my house like my mum like told me to shave you know it was it was normal um and yeah from like because I you know I like started puberty quite young I was just grew hair like quicker than everyone and I I, from the moment that it started growing in I was embarrassed because it was even the kids that I was going to school with were like making fun of, of body hair of the people yeah. who were starting to show body hair. And, um, it's just so ingrained into society to, mm. to be shamed, like ashamed of it. And so it is a huge step, um, deciding to, to go against that, to actively go against that. And yeah, I think understanding when you see a hairy female being like, wow, actually, they really, they mean that, you know, they've really yeah. thought about that. Um, <laughs> That's a good yeah. point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not accidentally hairy. They are <laughs> intentionally hairy right there. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, and I, I thought, I was thinking about this the other day as well. Um, one, you know, I don't know, probably the number one porn star on Pornhub anyway, like one of the most world famous porn stars, Riley Reed, is big on right. Bush. And, and has done like uh, armpit hair stuff as well, and um, and she's one of the most popular out there, you know, which g- gives me gives me a bit of hope. Um, yeah, because that, yeah. yeah, that's unfortunately that's probably like going to play a well, not unfortunately, definitely not, definitely fortunately, porn is going to play a huge part in this, right? In what in what makes it attractive, oh, yeah. you know, more more exactly. porn stars doing it, and and yeah, Riley Reed is one of the biggest on the planet, so um, yeah, yeah, hopefully so we we'll see more of that. Well, because obviously, like, reflecting back to this whole thing of, like, you know, it's only a more recent thing that the women are expected to be shaven. Mm. Like, 70s and 80s porn, the bush was all the rage. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
And so, yeah, it is only a fairly recent thing. Um, and yeah, like the, the response I've gotten from fans and stuff, particularly now I've accumulated fans who have found me specifically because they like body hair. Mm. Um, it's yeah it's so cool like how much people love it obviously yeah. again it's not for everyone but for the people who do enjoy it they fucking love it and i love that yeah. i like that makes me so happy that there's still people in the world that adore like the natural female body you know yeah um, that's really cool and yeah it's just it's so interesting like how how much they love it you know yeah like, how sexy find it yeah yeah i mean maybe an element of that is you know because it's niche and you know maybe there's elements of taboo there as well you know and it's rare um yeah which yeah i mean keep going man keep keep yeah. not shaving that I'm, I'm excited to see like where this <laughs> leads you know like more more and more people are going to start jumping on this hopefully and then in 20 years you won't be a niche i'm afraid you won't be rare and unique because maybe um, yeah, more and more people <laughs> Yeah, it's so interesting as well thinking of like, because this is a huge topic of debate um, in that where is this need for men to have, to, to only be attracted to sh completely shaven women? Like, where is that coming from? Mm. Because we naturally, we are not bald. Like, that's not <laughs> natural. Yeah. Um, and... So you have to wonder, like, well, what, where's the desire coming from, you know? And um, Yeah, yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's the same thing with skin, though. I saw a thing the other day about skin. You know, skin is not perfectly one tone, you know? Skin has mm. shades and wrinkles and bumps and freckles and moles and spots and hair. Um, but yeah. when we when we see, you know, like, glamour photos, everything's perfect. Everything's all one shade, you know? Yeah. Um, we all have yeah, we all have ring lights on us that make it all one shade, you know. Like um, I can see yeah. yours in the reflection of your glasses. Like yeah, it's just weird that like <laughs> you know we are. It's almost this like alien thing, you know. In 2019, yeah. the second most searched for video um, term was alien, which you know says some things. But on. Uh, on, on Pornhub. Pornhub. Oh, Pornhub, yeah. Pornhub released their statistics. Yeah. Stop. Second, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was. I think that was the year when they were talking about storming Area 51. But even still, yeah. Um, so I don't know. There's some weird stuff going on. You know, we're trying to be attracted to things that aren't normal. And we're human. evolving. <laughs> yeah, we're evolving into wanting hairless, slimy uh, <laughs> creatures. Maybe it won't even be women in 50 years. It would, yeah, be some kind of creature. Everyone, like, bold and clean, <laughs> covered in hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No eyebrows, nothing. No head hair. Yeah. Ooh, it'd be like uh, in The Matrix, you know, when Neo gets unplugged, and everyone will be just, like, slimed up and hairless. Yeah. <laughs> That's the future I want. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I think we do also associate hair with um, uncleanliness as well. Yeah, um, yeah, and smell as well. We we assume smell, that hair is like a smelly thing. Maybe that's because men are hairy and men smell sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah, but again, I think a lot of that only gets applied to women. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a woman and I don't second guess, like, looking at a man, like, hair equals smelly, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, again, I feel like that might be something that women bear the brunt of, of, like, if you're yeah. hairy, you're unclean, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, 
you seem pretty clean to me, Al. Thanks. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's me, Jamie, and I've got an important announcement to make. All right. This podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the last however long it's been knows that I've been shouting about this company for years, since day one. One of our first episodes was a counselling session with me and my counsellor from BetterHelp. um, And I've been on it for years now probably like coming up to like four years i think maybe five years i've been on it um getting counseling um on a weekly basis and i love it um and yeah it's really it's really nice it's a bit like tinder for therapists you, you put in like your problems <laughs> the things that you want to talk to someone about and then it comes up with all these different counselors who um specialize in that area and you can kind of read a little bio and like read their reviews and stuff and pick which ones for you that's really cool i've gone through like probably probably about 14 counselors in my time on better help for me living in London especially um, I think it's the same for like most major cities out there therapy in person therapy is really expensive Um, this gives you that but you know at the kind of whenever you want to do it it's all online and you can do like you know video voice or text chat um and it's way cheaper than seeing someone in person so um yeah it's actual proper like therapy uh online securely online um yeah i send messages at all at all points in, in the day and night um it's pretty good for that you can also um, mark them as urgent, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people, when they think about online counselling, they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a bit distanced. Like you're not completely like fully in touch with your counsellor. But um, I think, you know, with it being online, you're more in touch with them and you can mark messages as urgent if you want like a, a quicker response. So they are sponsoring this podcast now, which is cool, which means we have a discount link. Um, you get 10% off if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex Jamie there's a link in the bio and yeah love you bye hello Marilyn hello Jamie (laughs) that was really sultry for us that was quite good Um, right you want to talk about some stuff don't you yes please what do you want to talk about kink shaming and people in overly woke or pretending that they're woke all right so quickly give me a real layman's term summary of kink shaming so kink shaming is basically when you shame someone for a sexual practice or activity that they are into that you necessarily don't agree with or you think is disgusting bad or just plain wrong (laughs) yeah but you but you according to everyone you shouldn't do that because why would you want to make anyone feel bad for what they enjoy you wouldn't would you no surely not Sure. However, we do have to talk about the fact that everybody's lying. (laughs) 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 Um, And by that, I just basically mean, you know, you get a lot of people who I think this this all came into my head because someone messaged me on Instagram and it was a conversation about why clients go to see sex workers. Mm and a lot of people have very negative views on people who are in relationships who go to see sex workers and keep it a secret they believe that they only do this because of toxic monogamy now i understand i understand the premise of that i understand what they're saying however 
I personally get very frustrated and think it's incredibly naive for people to believe that the only reason someone would go to a sex worker to explore a part of themselves is because they are trapped in a monogamous relationship. You find a lot of the time um, there's many reasons why people visit sex workers in secret and don't share that part of themselves with their partner. One of them could be, you know, they're of an older generation who have been brought up and kind of had it drummed into them that certain things are genuinely wrong, sinful, Mm. plain disgusting and you know it's you're not going to change someone's view overnight if you've had 70 years you know believing that for example you know men having sex with men um is is disgusting if you know that your partner is homophobic if you know that your partner is you know if i I, for one i had um it was a a client and basically he liked cross-dressing he likes dressing in his wife's clothes Mm -hmm. however she'd been very very vocal anytime that it came up on the telly anytime that it came out in film um about how how just absolutely horrendous she found this trait in a man Mm. how how she felt um about men that did this it's a really awful situation to be in he's not going to tell her that um he's into wearing her clothes when she goes to work because he knows for a fact that she would not be okay with it and it would change her view on him as a person. If this is someone that you share your life with, if this is someone that you love, you're obviously not going to want them to go off you, stop loving you, or have this massive rift in your relationship that cannot be healed. So my main thing that I want to talk about kink shaming is I don't like this naive belief that everyone who comes to me is either toxic or you know just a nasty horrible person for cheating on their partner Mm. there are so many things that would change how you view your partner regardless of how open you are regardless of how kind of sexually educated you are um society has shaped our minds regardless of how much you believe you go against that um and i know that especially in our generation so many people kind of kind of try and claim that they're very accepting of absolutely all walks of life however as i just said to you in the break there if your husband of 20 years you find out every one of his lunch breaks he goes and eats someone's shit and doesn't brush his teeth before he mm. goes home <laughs> You're probably going to feel pretty fucking negatively about that, Jamie. <laughs> probably not going to be a fan straight away, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just wish people would kind of open their minds a bit. Um, and even, I would just like it if people admitted, do you know what, there is probably a few things that would make me love my partner less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the example you gave was like, yeah, if, if when you when you leave uh, the house for work and then you f- come back and you find out your partner's been eating the, what was it you said, the skin scum from the... Uh, from the and then the hair scum from the, the box. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw someone do once and it's, I've, never, I've never forgot it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's me kink shaming. I think that is disgusting. <laughs> so yeah, so here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and defend myself here, and you're gonna break me down. So I feel like when you say stuff like that, when you when you give me an example of like what what, what is like an extreme kink, I I think that's really f- funny at first, which I don't think is necessarily shaming because I'm not laughing at the person, and I, I think it's really not, interesting. I it's, yeah, I don't like I don't think finding stuff funny is shaming. Yeah, so there's a fine line though, right? Because it's like, if you're laughing at someone because that's what they do, obviously that's shaming. Um, I think it's, I I love hearing about, I've got a sex podcast. I love hearing about everyone's crazy, weird, extreme things that they're into. And I've never once been like... Because it's peculiar rather than like 
Hashtag that freak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think there's a fine line there, right? And I, 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 um, yeah, I think it could be quite easy to accuse someone like me in this podcast as being a bit kink shamey because we're kind of putting these things on display, right? Whereas actually, people like you and I are putting them on display because we think they're brilliant. Like, I love that people have found a thing that they're into. If you're into eating shit, fuck yeah, man. How, how'd you get there? I want to know the, the journey that brought you there. And that's, that's what you're into. That's fucking awesome. Like, you it's found fun, something that you it. enjoy. It's not fun, man. Yeah, man, go crazy. Um, so yeah, it is. It feels like uh, we're talking. So we're talking about two extremes, right? So we're talking about yeah, the woman, the the wife who, whenever she sees cross dressing in a film, she'll sort of say something out loud, uh, which is a really weird reaction to a film. Anyway, she must really hate cross dressing to, yeah. to like be actively telling her husband. It's just as like, far as I understand it, I, I think it was one of just this this thing that she had a bugbear with, right. yeah, and yeah, yeah. just absolutely hated it. And uh, it also came up, you know, because obviously with um, everyone kind of identifying, feeling more open about yeah. identifying as different genders and non-binary, um, it's been coming up a lot because obviously you see um, people that she would view as male wearing, you know, typically male clothes with like fishnets or high heels or earrings. And she found that particularly distressing as well. Okay, and it, yeah. it's, it's something well. that just kept coming up. Um, and obviously the way that the kind of the... the, kinda, the the, the youth <laughs> um, is, is expressing themselves nowadays it's something that, that, that they kept seeing and that they you know she does see um, quite regularly and again just something that she kept commenting on which obviously hurt him every time mm. um, and I, you know I would I would I would I am sure that if he came out to her and said look I love cross-dressing she maybe would see him differently she would maybe be absolutely horrified and leave him but you would hope at least that she would stop saying that kind of stuff right yeah you would hope so yeah it is hard to judge yeah it's it's, it's very interesting I'm, i've been doing a bit of um findom stuff for a while now and my my sub is into so many things i only have one sub i'm I'm a, I'm a newbie he's into so many things um it's really interesting um and yeah cross-dressing with one of them and all, all different kinds of kings and fetishes he's into he loves it um and his partner knows all about it and indulges in you know like uh so good so good and is super like uh open and you know supportive all that stuff it's really like genuinely warms my heart to hear but there is there is one thing he's into that he wouldn't dare tell her about and i i'm not in that situation so i don't know but like he he won't he wouldn't dare tell them about this one thing even though they are supportive of every other kind of aspect of his sexuality which i think is really interesting amy what's the one thing (laughs) (laughs) it's it's the actual finn sub stuff so oh, okay, he, right, okay. yeah 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 but then i suppose i suppose that kind of comes up like it's your finances isn't it and as a couple you kind of build a life together well, that's, yeah you might have joint finances and she might be hella pissed about that yeah well i found out very early on and i'm a very good fin dom so i was like right well you know this is this, this does this does affect your relationship because you've got a secret thing that affects yeah. your couple finances so we're going to set a budget and part of that budget is you're going to spend oh, it on Jamie, her die. <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't do that i had so many uh female fin doms tell me to bleed and dry and i've been no really i know i'm totally joking i hate that yeah we should actually do a recording on that because yeah i've not spoken about it on the podcast before and you'd be a good person to chat to about it but yeah there you go stay tuned for another <laughs> episode um but yeah anyway so that's really interesting because their 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 um, relationship is super supportive of all this stuff um, mm-hmm. but there's still something that he doesn't want to tell her about um and it just shows you there's all these different variables at play right it's not just a kink shame thing as you know there's all kinds of lifestyle things that yeah know, of course aren't compatible but yeah all right well yeah don't kink shame people it's a really shitty thing to do yeah, hundred percent. Don't do it. Mm. But also on the same on the same level, um, I found that the pressure not to kink shame 
I've seen sex workers feel pressured into situations that they are not comfortable in because the pressure not to kink shame is so overpowering that they've kind of forced themselves to do things and interact with things that it wouldn't be shaming if they, you know, if they, if they said no to, but just that fear of someone saying, you know, oh, well, you're kink shaming me. Mm. Um, it's, it's astronomical you never want someone to say that to you and I think especially if you're, if it's your job that's your worst nightmare yeah. um, and you would never want a client or a sub to come and, and feel like you were kink shaming um, however because because it's such a strong opinion of so many people I do think people are pressured into stuff that they don't enjoy and I think there's a lot of sex workers out there who are interacting with fetishes and kinks that are doing them some genuine damage really? to their mental health yeah 100% yeah Shit, yeah. Well, what's the answer there? Boundaries are cool, king shaming is not, I guess. We need to establish boundaries, right? I've had sex workers on before that have spoken about, um, especially in the pandemic, uh, Some one person sort of reported that uh, it had gotten a bit more extreme with a few of their clients, and there was like, um, you know, anim animal play going on, age play stuff, and mm. stuff like that. Um, but the way she told me was very like positive. Like it was, it felt really sort of like, isn't it interesting that this is this is happening? And um, you know, I've had to say no. There was one really bad one actually. I'm, I'm I will I will talk about this one. So there was this one guy that uh, wanted to hire uh, a sex worker as an escort to come to his wedding um, and be at his wedding as a guest and pretend to be an old family friend and hang around the whole wedding and then stay in the same hotel as his bride and then after the wedding he would go and have sex with her and then come back and like sleep in the bed with his wife and it was like that is where does kink shaming fall there you know because well, yeah, the fact it, that he's it just it. depends on the sex worker that he asks because if yeah. someone asked me that i would love to do that i would give the performance yeah. of a lifetime yeah. <laughs> oscar worthy family friend yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but no i totally understand what you mean and i think it's funny that you should mention that because you know but then is that would you say that's a kink uh i would yeah but you're the want expert to, yeah want to fuck someone else at your wedding yeah okay that's a kink right <laughs> it sounds yeah i mean if you take away all the other people involved like the family and the wife it sounds really fun like that as a concept is fun but like i i think i would have to draw the line you know when it affects other people when other people aren't knowing of it and that's that's a really shitty thing to do i think but there's no kink shame in there right there's nothing wrong with you having that kink oh. but like acting it out and potentially damaging other people that you're an asshole um well, see, but you should I, be ashamed. <laughs> you should just be a proud <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, a professional one. Um, <laughs> the thing is, you know, I done a, I done a like a confessional thing on my story recently. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, I found it really hard not to kink shame, and I'll tell you mm. for why. I basically said at the beginning of the confessional, look, regardless of what you come into this little question box on instagram and tell me i will never share your identity i will never tell anyone like who it's from yeah and i stuck to that 100 and always will however um there was multiple people who came into the confession box and said that they had done bestiality and mm. that they fucked animals and mm. someone someone who I, and again i would never ever share the name but basically it was someone in the kink community who had quite a large following came into the confessional thing and said that they had to actually leave their country where they lived because they went viral they had went viral in a video mm. of them fucking their dog oh wow um and they had to leave the country yeah and shit that really 
affected me because I couldn't you know it's like what you say about the wife thing it, that's a, that's another living person who isn't consenting to being damaged be physically yeah. or mentally by your kink so therefore if you if you believe me telling you it's wrong to fuck your dog as kink shaming I'm alright with it Jamie <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah yeah that's interesting God, because uh, yeah, it's so hard to determine what's kink shaming and what's not. But like, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm fixating on the word shame too much. Like, I don't think anyone should be ashamed for wanting to fuck. <laughs> <a dog. laughs> they shouldn't be ashamed for wanting it. They probably shouldn't do it though. And if they yeah. did do it, they probably should be ashamed of it. But that's because it's illegal, and we figured out that like dogs have feelings too, uh, and you shouldn't do it. But like them wanting to, is that is should they be ashamed of that? No. So basically, in general, we're saying that kink shaming is something that obviously, obviously, people shouldn't do. We all say that we shouldn't do it, but we're not always aware exactly like what everything we say isn't always kink shame free, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know what is kink shaming to one person might not be to another, so it's hard to yeah. it's hard to determine where that line is because the line's different for everyone. But I suppose that goes for pretty much everything on the fucking planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, speaking from like some recent experience as well, meeting someone who is completely kink shame free and like actually takes active interest in the things that you're into is really fucking hot it's just like a side thing like that yeah i met someone who i wasn't necessarily attracted to but once we started talking about kinks and stuff and i could say all of my deep dark thoughts that i don't say to people out loud and they were like fuck yeah that sounds fun not not i want to do that with you or you know it wasn't like a sexual thing it wasn't like let's do that it was like i understand what you're saying and that sounds really hot i understand why you would find that hot i don't personally that is like one of the the most awesome conversations i've ever had um and it is really like yeah empowering and it makes the other person seem really sexy as well because they're just like (laughs) open and nice anyway that was just my own thing so yeah kink shaman there you go all right that's all we have time for today thank you so much for listening it really really means a lot to me that you have got out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories <laughs> um if you like what we're doing go check us a follow on let's talk about sex jamie on instagram uh tell your friends about us leave a review on itunes all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end basically um yeah it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week love you bye <laughs>